This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gamma. Synchronized monitoring and control of your automatic coding process is at the core of the powerful, user-friendly platforms for complete smart factory automation by Gamma. Gamma Connect, the newest smart factory production information tool from Gamma, provides full visibility of the current status and key performance indicators for your Gamma powder coating system. The Gamma Connect dashboard, available anytime and anywhere, is a safe cloud-based digital management tool providing comprehensive monitoring and analyzing capabilities that empower you to improve your operational efficiency, maximize resources, and reduce operating costs. To learn more, visit completeitwithgama.com. To speak with a representative or schedule a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Connect it, synchronize it, analyze it, optimize it. Now is the time to complete it with Gama. Hello all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 43 of the Ask Joe Powder Powdcast. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, Nathan, who just rolled in from a rocking night at bike night on the north side of Columbus. He's ChemQuest's powder coating research formulator dude. That's right, folks. Don't touch that dial. We're broadcasting from the ChemQuest powder coating research studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Astro Powder Podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. So let's get it rolling. But before we do, I'd like to give a solemn shout-out to uh, one of our fallen comrades, Bruno Fowler. Bruno was an ardent powder coating devotee uh, from the moment he began his career in the 1970s. He had well over 40 years of operation, formulation, application, technical sales and marketing, as well as customer service experience in the field of uh, powder coatings, and, and also had some uh, smattering of expertise in liquid industrial coatings. He was born in Switzerland and held various positions in his illustrious career, both on the powder coating formulating and also with the resin manufacturer side of the industry. In his uh, last couple decades, he was a consultant with the powder coating consultants. That's uh, Nick Liberto's group. Um, so he, he helped Nick out with uh, their clients uh, from the technical side on, uh, you know, materials and, and handling and things like that. Bruno's formal education uh, includes a, a Bachelor of Science degree in chemical engineering from the College of Technology uh, in Zurich, Switzerland. Bruno was a, a native Swiss who uh, moved to the United States and became a U.S. citizen. He also had a master's degree in uh, marketing and operations management from the Weatherhead School of Management which is part of Case Western Reserve University in my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. Powder coating friends, we lost uh, another dear friend and uh, a great guy. 
Um, Godspeed, uh, Bruno Fauer. Our next portion is our Guess What? Guess What? Okay, IPCM reports that PPG has recently announced that it will invest more than $11 million to double its production capacity for powder coatings in their San Juan del Rio plant in Mexico. That investment will include the installation of new production lines and upgrades to existing equipment. They expect it to be completed by mid-2023. You know, $11 million sounds like, like a lot of money, but then it doesn't sound like a lot of money. When you think of what it costs to, to build a, a full-size production uh, line for, for you know, powder coatings, it's, Ed, yeah, you're, you're getting into the seven figures, so. Um, doubling is doubling. Yeah, but good for them, and, and it sounds like, uh, you know, business is going well. I do hope, though, that this isn't, like, replacing uh, or displacing, I should say, other production efforts in a, in a different part of maybe North America. So stay tuned, my friends. Agreed. Another one from IPCM. Yotun announced that it sold its interests in Russia and left the country. They initially closed the plant in Russia on, in March, and then they sold all the shares to a wholly owned subsidiary company. And since the 2nd of August, it's actually been taken over completely by a Russian company, and Yotun has disconnected all ties to producing paint there in Russia. You know, hats off to to Yotun. I mean, they they they're you know talking the talk and walking the walk, and they said, "No, we're out of here. We can't come back. Maybe sometime in the future, but good for them." I think uh, they're they're making a statement, and also they've eliminated their interest in in the operations, so they're not throwing the people that you know the employees and and the support team for it, you know. Uh, into the wind, they're, they're, they let somebody else buy it. So good for them. All right, and this one comes from PPCJ. Exalta has developed a single-layer thermoplastic that can be used as a primer for a range of metallic substrates in conjunction with one of their traditional powder top coats. The latest solution maximizes anti-corrosion performance and combines effectively with the aesthetic attributes of their Alesta uh, powder coating platform. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you know, I, I I wonder. You know, you know, Plascoat. It, it's a company, or you know, it's a company and brand from and technology from a, a UK company that has been thermoplastic powder supplier, and Exalta acquired them. Goodness, I think in, in the last ten years. So sounds like interesting stuff. Just crazy enough to work. Okay, now it's time for the question and answer section of our broadcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That will answer. Powder coating. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. Okay. Our first question comes from Maria in Florida. She says, Dear Joe Powder, I hope you don't mind me troubling you with a question regarding the failure of the epoxy polyester powder coat to the metal on the equipment in my office. I found your site while searching the internet for answers. I'm a dentist in Florida, and I'm experiencing problems with the finish to my dental equipment. The equipment is three years old, and the paint is bubbling up and chipping off the delivery units, which is that movable tray holder that the instruments sit on. I've never seen this before in the 25 years I've been working in dental offices. The paint is covered with a protective plastic that's lightly adhesive and disposed of after each patient. 
paint is wiped down with a hospital-grade disinfectant wipe after each patient as well. We first started noticing the bubbling and corrosion after about 18 months of use. I've had dental equipment that was over 40 years old, disinfected with diluted bleach that never displayed this kind of wear. The manufacturer said that they never experienced this phenomenon on any of their products. They used epoxy polyester powder coat. They insist the units were manufactured in the U.S. according to FDA standards. Can you think of any reason why this had happened? If you need photos, I can email them to you. I sincerely appreciate any insight you can offer to this problem. Thanks for your time and consideration, Maria. Well, hello, Dr. Maria. This is a serious problem, and uh, the coating definitely is failing prematurely. So I understand your concern. As far as what could be the root cause of the, the problems you're seeing with the bubbling and and uh, corrosion or oxidation of the equipment that uh, has been powder coated, it, it shouldn't be happening. So let's let's kind of look at the possibilities. Uh, number one, the coating supplier or the, the the finisher could be using an incorrect or poor quality powder coating. You know, there, there's an outside chance that they may have pulled the wrong product off the shelf. You know, somebody saw a white powder coating or an off-white powder coating, and they uh, mistakenly applied it to uh, the dental equipment. For instance, if this was a standard polyester product, it would not have the chemical or cleaner resistance uh, that a typical high-performance hybrid powder coating would. A more remote possibility would be this is just an off-spec batch of powder coating from the powder coating supplier, but to be honest, that really doesn't happen very often. Another possibility would be the powder was applied properly but was inadequately cured. So the the applicator may have had the right material, uh, sprayed it on, you know, consistently and completely, but the time in the oven for the coating to adequately harden or cure was not enough. And with powder coatings, it's kind of hard to tell unless you run a, a test on maybe the solvent resistance of parts before they ship them. But um, an undercured powder coating visibly will look, uh, look good to the eye, but may have uh, poor chemical resistance. And this could cause the blistering and, and loss of adhesion that you're observing. A third possibility, and, and I think this one might be a little bit more uh, probable, is that the substrate or the, the metal was poorly cleaned and or poorly pretreated prior to the powder application. If the, the instrument parts weren't thoroughly cleaned and pretreated prior to applying the powder, you wouldn't get enough bite of the coating into your dental equipment. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't resist. Um, but this could cause a premature bubbling and adhesion failure. And just to give you an idea, adequate cleaning and pretreatment would consist of a five to seven stage cleaning pretreatment process, which would start with a cleaner, probably alkaline-based, you know, high, higher than room temperature cleaner with intermediate rinses, uh, a 
possibly some type of phosphate or zirconium following that, some more rinses, and then uh, possibly a sealer, a final sealer. Without doing that adequate cleaning and pretreatment, um, you're just not going to get an anchor for the powder to get good adhesion and, and to maintain performance. Now, you mentioned FDA standards, and, and the way this works with powder coatings, the FDA does have within the, the Code of Federal Register, the CFR, they have requirements for what type of powder coating can be applied to uh, instruments like the ones you use in, in a dental office. This would be their um, regulation 175.300. And basically, this consists more with making sure that no toxic materials are used in the coating formulation. It does not regulate the specific performance or durability of a coating. So this was more the FDA uh, regulates the toxicity and not the performance of, uh, of things of this nature. The other thing I wonder, um, did the, did your equipment manufacturer provide a warranty for the performance of, of the equipment? I would think that they would be responsible for the durability of the equipment, including, uh, the, the durability of the finish. I feel they should correct the problem, uh, and replace the equipment. So uh, if it's not them, then maybe it's the people that or the, the company that did the powder coating application and curing. So to kind of wrap up, it would be really helpful if you did send me some pictures and then I can uh, comment further. And, and if you'd like, if you could send a, a, an example of uh, a failure to our laboratory, um, we could kind of really dig in and, and maybe identify really what the root cause is. Uh, thanks for your question, and please let me know how I can help you further. Kind regards, Joe Powder. And now, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Game Up Powder Coating Systems offer you greater efficiencies while producing high-quality results. We provide the very best in powder delivery, application technology, and connectivity for smarter factory automation. With GEMA, you get maximum performance and repeatability, whether you are on the shop floor or away from it. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is now part of the ChemQuest Group, proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder podcast. ChemQuest Powder Coating Research is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from evaluating raw materials, formulating the next generation of coating, developing new products, consulting, testing, troubleshooting, and training. Our parent company, ChemQuest, provides expert business strategy and advisory services in all aspects of the specialty chemicals value chain, including expertise in both liquid and powder coating. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or ChemQuest's website at www.chemquest.com. You can email Kevin Biller at kbiller at chemquest.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast.
The ChemQuest Group is the parent company of CQPCR and provides strategic consulting to companies throughout the specialty chemicals value chain, including advisory services on business strategy, market research, mergers, acquisitions, or divestitures, manufacturing excellence, and formulation, application development, and benchmarking for liquid coatings and adhesives through our sister facility, the ChemQuest Technology Institute. Please contact Edie Fox Abrams, Vice President of Business Development at info at chemquest.com. All right, we're back. And our next question comes from Belinda in Johannesburg, South Africa. Belinda says, good day, Joe. Please assist if you can. In South Africa, it is very difficult and very expensive to get piped gas into my plant. We're starting up a powder coating section for architectural extrusions. I would like to get some input as to whether I should select my ovens to be gas or diesel or infrared. Is there a SWOT analysis that's been done to determine the best options? Regards and thank you in anticipation. Well, good day. Back at you, Belinda. Actually, this is a very common problem uh, on the African continent. We've done some work in Kenya and ran into a similar problem. The coating operation there, well, there, there weren't utility gas lines that were um, laid to the industrial center where they had their plant. So they either had to buy a tank and have it filled with gas and then, you know, use it, you know, from the tank and, and have it delivered as needed. And, and it was really cost prohibitive because the way it was set up in Nairobi, they had to buy a year's worth of gas, which it was just cost prohibitive. So they elected to use electric resistance heating for their finishing line, which I, I, I thought you're much better off uh, maybe looking at something a little more sophisticated than that. But anyway, at the time, this was their lowest cost option uh, for the money they had. And I guess they were kind of figuring they were, they were going to have to eat the higher operating costs of, of using resistance electricity, uh, which is going to be pretty high. But for your situation, here's what I would recommend. I think um, a combination of electric infrared and electric resistance heat. The electric infrared will work quite well to heat your parts up quickly, and then the electric resistance heat, um, which I would recommend you know, be a convection-type design so the, the air circulates in the oven, I think this would work quite well. Uh, regarding the infrared uh, system, uh, you're going to want to look at a medium to long wavelength infrared system. Um, it's going to give you really good heat up consistency, and it's going to be less sensitive to coating differences as opposed to like a short wavelength or, or high intensity infrared type. I think it's also important if you can rotate the parts as they go through the infrared uh, because infrared works as a line-of-sight type energy transfer. So it, it heats up the surfaces that are in front of the infrared emitters, and you'll get some convecting or, I, would, I should say, conduction of heat throughout your parts away from 
the sides that see the infrared energy. But like I said, if you can move your parts, you know, rotate them as they go past the uh, infrared, I think you're going to get much more consistent heat up rate. The infrared will get your parts hopefully near or up to the temperature that you need to cure the powder coating. Uh, and then the convection electric resistance heat will finish the job. It'll, it'll even out the temperature throughout your parts and give you the time that you require to get the coating to fully cure. The other thing about convection heat as opposed to infrared, convection heat is colorblind as opposed to infrared. Infrared does absorb differently depending on the color of the coating that's on your, on your parts. Now you mentioned gas, diesel, fueled ovens. Uh, my, my advice would be to avoid diesel fueled ovens and uh, th this is a rather inexpensive route to take as far as um, fuel, but the biggest problem that I've seen with diesel-fueled ovens is the combustion is not as clean as other, you know, other types of gas like natural gas or LPG, and this will definitely cause inconsistencies in color. You're going to get some color from the incomplete combustion products of the diesel. But the diesel, just by the way it burns, is, is really kind of dirty. And if um, color is any type of requirement for your products, I really seriously recommend avoiding diesel. So I don't think that's an option. Anyway, I hope this helps uh, with your quest for a curing system. I hope everything works out. Uh, good luck, and please let me know if you have any other questions. Best regards, Joe Powder. Okay, let's talk about some upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. All right, we're just a couple of weeks away from the Powder Coating Summit in uh, Lombard, Illinois. It's the 8th and 9th of September, and it's taking place at the same location as Coatings, Trends, and Technologies. You, you can register to one or the other or both. Uh, if you do come to the Powder Coating Summit side of it, we're going to be doing a educational track where we talk about how powder coatings are made and applied and tested. We're also, ChemQuest is also going to have a table at the expo. And Robert Duan, another ChemQuest guy, is giving the keynote. So if you guys want to come and check us out, we'll be all over the place. And, and Robert Duan has a, had an incredible career. He's risen to very high levels within, uh, you know, major paint makers. He was the global technology director uh, for one of the main, one of the biggest uh, coding companies in the world. Uh, he's done work not only in North America, but also did a lot of, uh, a long part of his career was, well, he was responsible for Asia Pacific, which the guy knows his stuff. All right, and then the week after that in Jakarta, Indonesia, is the Asia Pacific Coding Show. Feel free to Stop by there, September fourteenth through sixteenth. That's on my list. I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make it maybe in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I'm not this year. But then um, the twenty seventh through twenty eighth of September, we're holding a powder coating kitchen two day short course. Get a hold of us if you have any interest. I think we still have a seat or two left. If you want to learn all about 
the basics of formulating powder coatings, what goes into them, how to formulate for performance. And, and seats are limited. And, and one thing I can tell, tell you, uh, powder coating fans, it, it's always, always, always a really good event. Uh, we, we get, you know, the finest, uh, people in the industry. A lot of them are, are new to powder coatings, but they're smart and they're eager. Uh, some of the people have had, you know, uh, a career maybe in an allied type field, either resins or, or maybe liquid paints. But the, not only the instruction's good, um, because we love doing it, but also the uh, interaction and networking between your your fellow class attendees is always very very valuable. So anyway, highly recommend it. All right, the November eighth through tenth in Atlanta, Georgia, is FabTech, which that's a huge show for manufacturing in general. There's a small finishing section, which. I mean, it looks small because it's such a big show, but it's really like the size of one of the old powder shows we used to have. Yeah, for sure. I think they call it the finishing pavilion, and it's kind of cool because you know there's the the powder coating, or mainly you know finishing of all types. But it's there, there seems to be a, a pretty strong focus on powder coatings. But then there's all these equipment companies, and and it's good to see the interaction between them and the finishing world. So it's kind of cool. Hope to see you there. Okay, before we wrap up, you can find the traditional Ask Joe Powder question and answer column in IPCM, which is International Paint and Coatings Magazine, which is produced by our very good friends in Italy. Um, it's it's a fantastic magazine. I highly recommend it if you're not getting it. They have a great uh, website as well. They run the Astro Powder column and all their issues, as well as our very good friends at PPCJ, which is Polymer's Paint Color Journal, which our, our good friend Christine Malthouse uh, and her gang published that journal, which is excellent. And finally, PCI, Paint and Coatings Industry Magazine, who no longer print their magazine, which is not surprising. It's a sign of the times. But they uh, they carry the Ask Joe Powder column on their website. You might have to dig a little bit to, to get to it, but yeah, they, they publish our, our column quite regularly. All right, and you can find us online at AskJoePowder.com. If you want to know every time an episode comes out, just subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the major listings. We have a YouTube channel. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe to it. We're going to be, you can either listen to the podcasts on there without video, or we're going to be also posting videos from time to time showing different instructional stuff about powder coatings. Our Twitter is at AKA Joe Powder. And if you want to ask a question, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com, or you can call and leave a message at country code 1-478-2-ASK-JOE. That's 1-478-227-5563. This has been a production of ChemQuest Powder Coating Research. Music editing and all those crazy sound effects are done by Nick Page. And Shiva Kamini Somakanda Kram! And remember to keep your powder dry, my friends.
Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gamma. Synchronized monitoring and control of your entire automated process is the core of Gamma's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems. With options like line management, offering deeper insight into productivity and consumption, or energy management, allowing you to monitor and save both energy and air consumption, or batch management, offering tracking of powder used to coat production batches. Gamma provides the very best in technology and connectivity for smarter factory automation. To learn more about Gamma's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, visit completeitwithgamma.com. Connect it, control it, track it, synchronize it. Complete it with Gamma. I've got a paddle. <laughs> well, that's probably better for your physical fitness. Let's call it I don't know. Way. If I was like a serious, like go out on a big lake and like search for the spot with the best fish, like if I was into that. Hmm. For if there were any lakes in Columbus, Ohio. Basically, when I'm, when I'm 50, I'll get a motor for my kayak yeah, you might <laughs> buy a corvette <laughs> hope i'm never that lame uh, hope i die before i get old i think that's a wrap <laughs> and i think it's beer 30 oh yeah